Hey, welcome to the Loud Thumbs Podcast. We're back again for some games, movies, entertainment, and adult beverages. So uh, I'm not drinking any adult beverages today, but that's all right. I'll save them for later. I guess another episode will do that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's all right. Uh, and I should have. But recently I found a grapefruit hibiscus tequila that is the shit. It's very oh, good. Nice, nice. Sounds florally and fruity. All right, we are going to get started with this episode today. We're going to have topic episode is going to be most anticipated games. So that'll be fun. We did do one earlier, so I don't want that to be like confusing. Uh, We kind of did an overall most anticipated games of 2022, just kind of what the world is anticipating um, as well as us. But we are going to do more of a drilled down, like what game are we most anticipating? So and uh, a couple real quick updates for everybody. You can hear us on a few more things now. We have some new podcast platforms. I've ventured out and just said, hey, I'm going to take them over. So we're spreading loud yeah. thumbs all around. We have Amazon Now, Stitcher, iHeartRadio, and TuneIn. So if you have any friends that use those platforms, hey, say, hey, take a listen to these guys. They're pretty badass. And you can listen to us free. You know, hey, go for it. It's good stuff. Not to mention, you can do that whole, hey, Alexa listen to the loud thumbs podcast and she'll play uh, our sweet sexy sultry voices so fucking cool <laughs> <laughs> yes it is yes it is we're gonna do a little bit of general talking but before we get too deep i did just finish up the state of play so uh josh did not have a chance to completely catch up and watch that one today with his schedule nope. did not get um, on time i started it 12 minutes late and then i just rewound it and started from the beginning because i got off work at exactly the time it started and i'm driving so i don't tend to watch youtube and drive <laughs> probably shouldn't be doing that out there if you are right now guys <laughs> i mean quite. hello but i i don't want to be the last thing you see you know what i'm saying so yeah. stay safe but the state of play um i i was completely underwhelmed it did nothing for me hardly mm. it it was worse than nintendo direct it it's it was a very niche state of play very very niche okay give this a straight d like i mean it was not good okay um there were just games like i mean a new dino crisis i'm not interested in new gundam game not really i mean Mm. it's not my cup of joe um the 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 coolest things just to lean into those because those are what i give a shit about right is they did show a far more content for forespoken finally um uh, can't wait to see that it's dope as fuck i can't wait for it um i know they delayed it which that that's fine and we'll discuss that that game a little bit a little bit more later uh as well in our most anticipated so, so slight spoilers we'll see who that is for but i know it was delayed till october i'm happy for that there's too many games to play right now yeah. um yeah it's overload right now it's way overload so it's i'm okay with much. it yeah and it looks incredible. So the fact that it's getting delayed six months ish is really good news for it. Cause I, I don't want problems like some recent games I would talk about, but that was the big one other than they had a small title. That was um, the Nintendo or Nintendo, the Ninja Turtles are getting a Cowabunga collection, which is kind of like all of the <laughs> old school stuff. So okay. all of it's like 8-bit, 16-bit, and they're bringing it all for even Game Boy. It looks like what they're doing is kind of like, uh, yeah, which okay. I actually just talked about it on one of the power-up bars, it's a Disney Afternoon Collection, but it's all Ninja Turtles. It's kind of like they're doing that again, and they're just taking them and throwing them into a, a new kit 
and just say, here, pick them all up. There was a bunch of games, man. I mean, it kept flashing games up on the screen. I couldn't keep track of all of them. I want to say there's probably eight of them, maybe more. Damn. Okay. That was a lot. And I'm cool with that because, you know, they did delay our, uh, our Shredder's Revenge a little bit. So maybe they'll come mm-hmm. out at the same time. Who knows? But it feels like this is going to be something first. And then, you know, later you'll have Shredder's Revenge. you over. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. A little taste. And then they did have Returnal, um, which I don't know. Josh over there doesn't have enough time to play games, I don't think, with me. But uh, <laughs> it, it's getting co-op. So uh, it's going to yeah. have a full campaign co-op. And that then there is so cool. add-on. They're adding on the um it's called ascension it's some sort of it what it looks like because they kept it pretty i don't know to the chest i don't think they show all of what they're what okay. they're talking about just it's just uh is celine just over uh voiceovering the whole thing talking about she's going to continue to go to the top over and over and over what it looks like to me is it looks like um god of war the og ones had like an elevator sort of thing it was like as as it continued its way further and further down or up, I don't remember which way it went, you had to keep fighting enemies. And this seems like you're ascending up a tower of some kind and you have to keep fighting uh, enemies as you keep going up the tower. It's like new dungeon fights so up further cool. fight. Okay. So it just seems kind of like a... I mean, I can't remember the, the names of all of them, but they're just, just like kind of a horde mode or you know a little bit with story involved as well, it seems like. Um, but the co-op is the only thing I'm interested in. And I'm only interested in that if Josh is going to play with me, because I have nobody else in my <laughs> life that has a PS5 and Returnal with any time that can play. So, yeah. so I, I will not pick that up until Josh says, Hey, let's play. So it's kind of on my radar, but then again, it's kind of not because uh, I'm not the one who's going to play that on my own. I think uh, a co-op version of that sounds amazing. That was it for me. That was that was the gist of it. The rest of it was just a bunch of stuff. I mean, they showed Ghostwire Tokyo again which mm. looks cool and they sh- they fleshed it out a little bit more it looks neat but i'm like nah uh, i'm not gonna jump into another game right now there are too many games oh man it is the season for games right now you are not wrong with some heavy heavy hitters like i want to play elden ring so bad but <laughs> I, I i gotta beat horizon I, I can't just like split the two i guess um gran turismo looks very cool uh it just recently dropped i think i have that game too so yes i'm <laughs> i'm running into problems with time yeah i actually uh have to thank a, a good friend of mine uh xbox friend of many years ago that played destiny with lisa uh hooked me up with a copy of that and i oh. I, re- I really wanted it she came in clutch at the last minute and I had no shit like within hours of the point i was going to buy it and said hey how about this and i'm like Hell yeah, thank you. That's awesome. I can't say thank you enough. She's kind of in the same problem as all of us, which is too many games to play, and that would have been super, super high-hanging fruit that she wasn't going to go chase. Yeah, I hear you. I hear you. And there's a lot of bullshit going on with uh, Gran Turismo as well in the news, which we'll talk about a little bit. It's just, yeah, I I really want to talk and get your opinion on it as well. I I would love to hear the loud crowd's opinion on it too, but um, I have mine, and that's the only one I can really go by right now. Yeah, there's so many games, man. It is it's killing it's killing me right now. I can I can vouch for the fact that there is no way in hell you can play both Horizon and Elden Ring at the same time. You you can't do it. No, you they're way too involved. Way too involved. Like, not just I, that, as the controls are totally fucking different, man. There's just no way. <laughs> there's no way switching between the two. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, involved goes with it. 
but there is way too many like differences in battle and your brain cannot do it. You're not going to go to Elden Ring, which I'm not the souls guy. And I'm, I'm seeing if I can adapt to it um, over 2022 or not, but I've tried, I have literally sat down and went, okay, shut down the horizon and jump into Elden Ring. And it just doesn't work. Um, mm. It doesn't work because the dodging's different. The the actual melee is different. There's blocking in Elden Ring. You do not block yeah. in Horizon, so nope. <laughs> it it really really affects. Um, oh, you die a lot more in Elden Ring. I mean, just to be honest. Like it, you expect to be faster. You expect more. You know, a- ability to fire on things or you know different weapons to use. And right. So um, yeah, a n- small Nick tip is do not. I mean, if you have both of them, and like me like an idiot. Um, <laughs> just don't expect to swap. You're, you're never going to happen. And the reason I bought it for everybody listening is I didn't want to fall into the same problem that happened with Returnal. Like I'm literally at the will of other people. If I'm going to play Returnal, like if somebody said, Hey, sit down, play it. You can't play anything else. I'll pay you for it. Then I would go, I would go play it right now. You know what I mean? Sure. Sure. Or co-op, you know, comes out and you say, Hey, you know what? I got a hankering again. Let's go through it again. But that was because I just sat too long and waited and like saw everybody bitching about it and all these problems. And I went, no, I'm not, I am not going to do it. And it was still a great game. Still had really good reviews and people oh, talked yeah. really highly about it, but it wasn't enough for me to go ahead and do it. So I said, you know what? I'm just going to pick up Elden Ring. I will have it then. And, you know, I'm going to just play it and see. So I gave it a chance to see if first, if it could take away any attention from Horizon. And is a is a clear, and I want to know from you when you do finally play it. Right. Um, I want to know if it was a clear cut answer that Horizon is just my game. Like it's just that style. Like it's the game I would prefer to play over the two. Sure. Yeah. Because it is mine. Like Horizon is. It's got the uh, story. It's got the oof. characters. It's Boy, got the world. The, story. the gameplay. Yeah. I mean, all of it is so much better than. Elden Ring for me. I mean, I, I mean, it has its fans yeah, and it's a and totally I, different style. Yeah, I, I cannot I can't say anything about Elden Ring yet. I can just say that right now in the one hour, because I checked my timing today in the one hour <laughs> that I have played Elden Ring. Uh-huh. I have played 30 hours of Horizon. So, I mean, that's just the, the transition of it. I had a week's longer with with Horizon. Than I have Elden Ring because I did buy them both day one, but I didn't get 30 hours in day one or the week one, you know, like I've still been playing Elden Ring for or Horizon. I've been playing for two weeks now. So it just has my flow of a game that I enjoy overall that I can see. Now, I guess the biggest thing, if if I'm just gonna keep talking between a Souls game, a Souls game and a non-Souls game, because, I mean, that's Horizon's not a Souls game, is you can't compare them at all. Like, I'm not I'm not going to compare them. It's a very particular one to style. One. I'm not yeah. going to do it. I'm not even going to do them one to 70 or whatever. Like, I, I'm, you just cannot compare them because they are completely different games. And my brain started thinking about this a little bit more. And it's like, if if someone wants to play a driving game, they have to like driving games first. Like that's the number one thing. 
if they don't like a driving game, then you're stupid to even try and have them play it or talk about it or anything. Cause you sure, know, it's just going to be sure. bad experience overall. Yeah. So what I'm trying to do is convert myself with no help from anybody else. <laughs> um, and not that I hate, you know, or dislike souls games. It's uh -huh. just that I, I don't get their formula yet. I don't understand it. I know the formula of a GTA. I know the formula of a yeah, God of War. I know the formula yeah. of a Horizon. I know all of those things because let's be honest, Souls-like games are pretty new. Like they have not been around 30 years, 20 years. You know, they've been around yeah. a decade and a half-ish, you know? Like, yeah, and let's, about 12, 13 years. Yeah. yeah. And if we're being more honest, like they really haven't taken off until probably the last five years where people went, Oh damn, they make more of these. I'm going to go back to the backlog and play them. So they have existed, but as far as like being in like what I would consider mainstream being talked about, I mean, clearly Elden Ring made it the biggest, you know, jump, but right. it's not, it's not worth my brain going, Oh, I'll jump right into this and play it. Cause I don't know the formula of a souls game. I will have to start completely fresh. And honestly, what I'm kind of doing is I'm, I'm kind of giving myself that time right now when I'm jumping back and forth to just learn knowing I'm going to fuck up and I can use the fact that I'm oh, playing yeah. horizon as a crutch as to why I'm fucking up. Like, because horizon <laughs> is totally different. So when I jump into souls right now and I keep dying or like Elden ring, whatever you want to say, and I keep dying, I can, I can, I have another excuse. Like, not that I just suck. It's just that I'm playing another game that's completely different. So then it makes it easier for me to continue to keep dying and keep trying the game over and over because I still have something fun to jump back to. That does help me. I will completely say that. Um, I, I don't think a lot of, yeah, I don't think a lot of people do that. Stop. Well, it, yeah. Souls games it, are so hard. Like you can, I, the amount of times I've become tilted playing a Souls game it's stupid. And why my wife every time is like, why do you even play? You just get so mad at this game. I, I don't know. I'm still having fun, I guess. He's like, I can't wait to get back. But yeah, Souls games have a, like a completely different pacing. It's not like I'm sure Elden Ring is truly open, open world. But what Souls game can you just freely explore? None. Like you have to be slow. You got to be methodical. You got to watch where you're at. Find new enemies. Sometimes you get ambushed and you get yeeted off a cliff. Yeah. That's how it goes. And then, you know, oh, I need to roll past this spot and not just walk past this spot. Dying is a part of the game. Uh, sometimes it's frustrating. Sometimes it's hilarious. Uh, sometimes you lose a bunch. Sometimes you lose absolutely nothing. Um, it's just kind of part of it. And if you can just kind of take those deaths in stride, be like, all right, well, I lost 2000 souls. That sucks ass, but games farmable. I can maybe make it back and get my souls back, but yeah, what I'm leaning more toward though, too. I mean, those are all valid points as well. We've discussed on the show prior. I'm leaning toward the fact that if I'm frustrated, I immediately have a fun game. I can go play. It takes away the frustration. Oh yeah, more. for sure. And, for and sure. that's what I don't think. I don't think people talk about that enough, to be honest with you. Like I lately, obviously every podcast, including the one you're listening to right now is doing nothing but talking about horizon and Elden ring and Gran Turismo and everything. But what they're not talking about is they're not talking about what they do when they get pissed off. Like they're just saying like, I'm going to break a controller. I'm going to chuck it. I'm going to get pissed. I'm going to stop <laughs> playing it. But what do you do when that happens? Like literally what, what do you change? Um, a lot of people like, I just put it down. I just stop playing, but they don't say what they go do. I'm going to tell you right now what I'm going to do after I beat horizon 
and then I focus on Elden Ring and I get upset, I'm going to go play Gran Turismo 7. That's what I'm going to do because I can go to a Gran Turismo game, any driving game, honestly. Yeah. And I'm, I'm going to be good at it. Like, I, I just am. Like, and, and it's not like that I'm like cheating at the game or whatever. Like, it's still going to be a challenge, but I know how to drive a car and I know how to play video games. And I'm just going to throw those two together. I do not know how to kill a 75 foot tall monster and <laughs> carry around a 70 pound axe and armor in, in the, the lands between. You know, I just can't. I, I just don't know how. But that's because I've I've played car games, too, for a very long time, and I enjoy a lot of them. And they also have Gran Turismo to where if I've been talking about Gran Turismo a while because they push Forza back a lot, but it's a simulation driver. So on purpose, mm. you know, it's made to be more difficult and you can make it challenging and, and more challenging if you'd like, if you'd like to okay. take away all okay. those things. You have to, you know, pay attention to everything. You have to check camber and caster and toe on your alignment and you have to check your tire wear and you That's have to check deep. pressures on your, yeah, it gets deep, but I like it. I enjoy that. So it's crunchy. It, I like it. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So it's like, I can step away from something that like maybe is beyond where I can go as a gamer right now, but I'll get there and go into a world of like, I, I can live here all day long. I'm good. I'll be fine. You know, that kind of thing. And I, I want to be able to do that. So I think it's a big deal to have for me, this is just me, man. Like, so, but I think it's good advice to give to the listeners that say, Hey, you know, if you're frustrated with something, have a backup that's super fucking fun to go into and just forget about what just happened and, you know, move on. Like, and instead of going to, to bed angry or, you know, whatever the case is, maybe that's the story I hear from everybody. Like I'm up till two in the morning and then I die and then I go to sleep and I wake up at like, you know, three 30 and I'm like, Oh, I could do this. And then I get out of bed and go play the, I see, I'm not that style. Like I'm not going to get out and go defeat somebody after an hour and a half of going to sleep, but <laughs> I just like, okay, I get it. You know, but for me, I would be the type to be like, okay, I'm just going to go do something else. Takes my mind completely off of it. And I do know that that is some people just get up and they're done. They don't even want to play video games at all anymore. Like it's ruined that whole thing for them. But I didn't expect it when I, because, and that was kind of a experiment that I did on my own where I bought both of these games within a week of each other. And I'm like, I'm going to mm-hmm. try them both out. And I want to see which way one hits me. Maybe Elden Ring being open world and, you know, everything else along with it will do something to pull me away from Horizon. And unbeknownst, during that experiment, I realized this is a better way to do a Souls game. Instead of just being pissed off at what all happened, have something to jump to that you can still play, you know? Um, it's just a shame that the PS5 doesn't have, like, a resume mode like the Xbox oh, does. Oh, yeah. That would be really, really good if it did. But that's okay. I can go to a place and save an Elden Ring and then jump GTA or GT7 and then jump right back into Elden Ring later, you know? It's, I mean, load times aren't hardly anything like a minute. So whoop de do. Um, but I just think that's something kind of came to mind that I didn't expect from this little experiment that I've been doing to myself. So, <laughs> yeah, I am. Uh, I am fully one of those people. Like once I get fully tilted playing a souls, like uh, I'm just kind of done for at least a minute. If I switch, if I switch to something else, it's like opposite. It is chill as hell. Like I'm playing Pokemon. Like, I, I don't want anything right. too involved. I done something I know I can do, something that's kind of relaxing. Maybe we'll play Civilization or something. But um, playing 
I've been, I'm not like a prolific Souls player, uh, but I've played a good chunk. And so it does take me probably a good few hours to get to that point. But I do recognize like, okay, I'm playing worse because I have lost all focus and I'm pissed. So like, I need to like take a moment, cool down, watch an episode of The Office, something, <laughs> and uh, maybe come back later, maybe be done for the night. De- depends on what I'm playing. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. And, and that's just the more of, uh, you know, the differences in the two of us. That's that's part of it. Um, but I was surprised with myself, honestly. I didn't uh, I didn't expect that to, to be, you know, kind of proof of, you know, putting myself through all that. And I'm like, this makes a huge difference for me. So that is a good sign for me when it comes to moving into the Souls world, because I'll be even more, you know, um, understanding, I guess, would be part of the words. Uh, but yeah. I'll be easy, easily pulled right back into something else that's not a big deal. Go right back. I mean, I could see myself leaving Elden Ring to go play Hollow Knight, which technically they're kind of the same. Um, but that's because of different style gameplay. Yeah, completely different. And I know I, I know yeah. I can be good at Hollow Knight. Like I've slowly gained confidence in that game. And that would be the same thing that would happen in Elden Ring. It's just you can kind of do it at your own pace. I think that's probably part of the problem. And it, obviously focusing on the game, which I had mentioned, bouncing back and forth from Horizon to Elden Ring, you just can't do it. But if you're focusing on just that mechanic and you're switching complete mechanics, so, I mean, Hollow Knight's a good example. Gran Turismo is a good example. If you move from one fighting game to another fighting game that has completely, and I'm let's say... Let's say you go from Street Fighter to Tekken, right? And they have completely oh, different man. combos. That's going to fuck so your head. You're just going to fuck your head yeah. up. Like you're done. Completely different. And that's what it is. If you, I could see myself playing Hollow Knight and Elden Ring and Gran Turismo and Grand Theft Auto all at the same time because they're not the same kind of games. They're just completely different games with completely different mechanics. Yeah. And I think that's part of like the discussion I'm trying to have is that if, if you play a game that you can bounce off of, that's not like what you're playing, you you're, you're going to just wipe your slate clean so much better. Like you said, Pokemon. And I mean, your example's perfect as well. You're, you're just pointing and clicking and running and, you know, fighting. Like there's, there's like slight button presses once in a while. There's not like, (laughs) there's nothing timing. It's It's turn-based. I don't have to quickly react to anything i just gotta make smart choices i'm good at smart choices yeah exactly and then you can make those choices in your own time you don't have to be you know perfect when you make that choice you know exactly so for me this has been fun uh i've been enjoying playing you know the three games i've been playing which i've mentioned and i'm going to stop with elden ring for now because i am completely stuck in horizons world right now and I'm hoping to beat it within a week or so and we'll uh, we'll bring a review. That's the plan and we'll talk about it. So that'll be a great time. I'm, I'm excited to do that. But those, those are pretty much everything I've been playing. How about yourself, sir? Anything on top of horizon or. Uh, mainly just horizon. Uh, I've caught up a little bit in hours uh, to you. I'm 24, 25 hours now. All right. Uh, cool. Still doing uh, every side quest I can possibly do uh, upgrading. Um, weapons and armor and whatnot um side quests are still really really good it's still a lot of fun to hunt down new creatures when you come across them i have uh bumped my difficulty up to hard and have gotten my ass kicked many more times um 
<laughs> I have a really bad habit in Horizon of uh, seeing a thing that's huge and wanting to fight it, and I'm under leveled to fight it, and I, I die in like a hit or two. But I'm mm -hmm. like, ah, I can do it. I just have to not get hit at any point with this thing's massive health bar. <laughs> so, yeah, I tried to fight a Thunderjaw uh, fruitlessly for about an hour, and eventually I had to call it quits. Usually I don't. I'm like, I'm going to do it. I got this. I'm going to do it. Nah, it, it when he kills you in one hit and he's not slow. No, it, <laughs> the fun factor kind of lost after a minute. Like, <laughs> but I realized he's he's still quite fast, even though he's quite huge. Yeah. Yeah, I ran out of arrows for the first time. So I've I've also done the same thing. Uh, just tackled something far too large. Um, so, yeah, I, I ran out of arrows. Uh, you know, what, I don't remember what they called oh, the wood. Like Ridgewood. Um, Ridgewood. Yes. I ran out of the Ridgewood. Yeah. So I was no more making really, arrows for holy me. Holy cow. And I'm like, well, shit. So I'll, uh, I'll just switch to something else that I have for right now. I did, I did actually beat it, but I mean, I was fucking wiped. Like I had nothing left in my stat or my, you know, holy all cow, my pouches. Dude. That's a lot of reasons. I don't remember what I was fighting. It was a giant ass thing near the beach. Um, and I was like, okay, you know what? I'm going to fight this thing. It had a tail. It came up and it was, it looked like a, like a whale's tail. And it would like shoot out like 10 lasers, like purple lasers at you. Nope. Um, I haven't fought that yet. And then it had, um, it had the same thing. It would shoot. I want to say it shot out of its back. Um, cause it was a hectic fight. I was just trying not to die, but it, they shot about its back into the sky and then they would like rain down on you and they would like, it would like glow uh, this purple lightning. Okay. And, and it sucked because you didn't know where they were going to land. There was no like detection, no, no shadow. Cause it's just energy, you know, makes sense. There's not shadow and energy. Um, that would just hit the ground and just fuck me up. So yeah, I ran out of stuff fast in that one. Um, finally beat it though with my, uh, uh, what was, uh, what was the, uh, the ones, the spikes, like the spears you throw into them. They just keep chewing them up. I, uh, Tore them up with those. I can't remember. The oh, name of that stuff. um, blanks I right know now. you're talking about. It's like the the Karja weapon. Yeah, it's just little spinning things. You gotta catch it when it comes back. No, 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 not that. No, these were okay. the okay. these are like you throw like an actual spike into it, and the spikes I have do like constant damage. Oh, you've told um, me about that. I have not seen that yet, but yeah, those are pretty cool. So um, they did some. They they helped me out a lot because without those, I might have been toast. But yeah. <laughs> fighting shit that's too big for your own good i am i have that in common with you so <laughs> <laughs> yeah i haven't uh, i have seen a thunderjaw and when i saw him i said no because it was just way too early and i was just having fun and in, inspiring myself you know going around the map and i said nah i gotta back off i can't can't fight him right now <laughs> <laughs> yeah i saw him like oh you know he was, he was pretty late game last time he was yeah i don't know i know how to fight him Bet you I can do it now. One tail swipe, you're done. And his yeah. tail swipe is like a half mile radius. Yeah. <laughs> it's insanely hard He's to do. He's a big boy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so Horizon for sure. Hopefully uh, we'll get through that in time and be able to bring that review to you um, not too many episodes from now. That'll be great. Yeah. Super quick. I mean, I mentioned Gran Turismo. I do want to say, though, one other thing before we move on is... The DualSense, they have made it to where you can actually use the DualSense as a steering wheel, which is, I think, cool as shit. Um, okay. Okay, so I'm going to use a really terrible example because this is, like, beyond how good this used to be. 
but it was it's like the Mario Kart game on the Wii where you can okay. literally play. That's the parallel I was drawing. Yep. OK, that is a terrible example to use for this because of how good this is compared to that. Oh, my God. Really? Oh, really? yeah. You can also button map pretty much anything you want in the ways you like. So accessibility is great. So you can move the clutch and you can move, you know, your brake and your, you know, gas and everything kind of wherever you want to. I just left it at a couple of the defaults, but it feels really good to turn on the six axis or, you know, the full dual sense motion to where you hold the controller and you steer like you steer a car. Like you have a little mini steering wheel in your hand. And that's very cool. It works so fucking good, man. And it's it's kind of stupid. Like I was watching it, uh, you know, I was playing and then I was, you know, showing my wife about it. And I said, the coolest thing about it, and this might sound really dumb, is just how awesome it makes your like replays look because you're driving a car like you drive a car. So you're doing those uh-huh. slight turns around corners. You're doing those hard turns around corners. Right. And, I mean, if you're a racer like I am, when you race with the sticks, you're kind of like tap, 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 Uh you know, like uh you're not slowly holding that thing in place. So you see the car just kind of like irking to the right, you know, going around the corner (laughs) in a demo or in a replay when you're done versus when you're playing with the, with the dual sense like this, it's like literally like your ease in that corner, you know, or you're taking it hard through a drift, you know, and it just looks so much nicer because these, these games are like super like tight on the controls and stuff. So when you're just tapping Ooh. that stick a little, it's like, it, it looks janky in a replay because you're, you're steering, yeah. your, your tires are just going, <laughs> no, tick, you're not tick, wrong. Tick, 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 you know? So it sounds, yeah, it sounds yeah, dope. it's, it's awesome. And the sticks it have works been great. A disc- yeah. Sticks have been a, like a disconnect for me in racing games because they're pretty fun. But for whatever reason, it takes, it takes me a hot minute to calibrate my my hands to like adjust correctly and yeah. learn how the car is going to behave with the joystick. This sounds a lot more intuitive. Yeah, absolutely. And the the way I did it to start with, I kind of played with the dual sense, moved controls around. Like if I was using it as a steering wheel, I would put the gas at the X button, and then if I was using it as the sticks, I would put the gas at the trigger. Just, I wanted to kind of mix it up. I wanted to see what it felt like. I I didn't want to just jump in there and just do it the way they said to. I have to say, like, the triggers feel great with gas and brake first off because they feel like an actual gas pedal and they feel like an actual brake pedal. And you can feel like pulsations through it depending on which, you know, speed you're stopping at. Uh, I do like that. Yeah. Yeah. So, like, I mean, if you're really hammering the brake, you can feel like, like, you know, like a like a rotor is warped, you know what I mean? Like the, you know, that's like an ABS sensor. sort of. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. So you get those differences, which is fantastic. And then, you know, that, that tension that's on that dual sense is great for the, for the driving with the, with the gas and everything. And I feel like that combo with steering is just really good. Like it feels really good. Like your hands holding on real well. Um, I also did like, you know, putting, you know, my gas at X and my brake at square and using my clutch up and clutch down as my left trigger and right trigger. I liked that too. So I did okay. find a couple of different options that I felt were great. You know, like, you know, they kind of change the feel of how you're driving. So if you don't want the dual sense functionality as much, you're not going to get it when you put them on the clutches for your triggers, you know, like there's not really a sure, big difference sure. there. However, you can feel if you are clutching through with X and square, you can feel the clutch differences in the triggers too, when you're like gassing it versus not gassing it and stuff. Mm, so they, they thought okay. this shit through. There's a lot of differentials, you know, that you can plug in and just see a, 
a difference in the controller, which is kind of cool. Really, really cool. I'm yeah. not usually one for racing games, but that sounds that sounds dope. No, it's very, very cool. Uh, by far the best looking video game in history. Like, no shit. Like, this game, right. in my opinion, is photorealistic television. You're watching a race right here and there. More I than more than Forza? Yes. Yes, hands down. Are you sure? <laughs> hands yep. down, you're sure? Yes. Because Forza is gorgeous. No, oh, th- this game, like, I mean, this game's a simulation. So it is everything is done to a T. Like, I have gone into the photo mode and zoomed in on lug nuts. And the lug nuts have ray tracing reflections in them. So, I mean, this thing is <laughs> insanely stupid how good Holy it looks. Holy cow, um, I even went as far in, I got real picky and was like looking at the crowd and stuff. Um, I mean, the crowd's just 3D and whatnot, but even like the fences and the concrete, and you can see the difference on when they've painted on the concrete for the lines and when they haven't. And it's not just like they laid a line on top of the concrete. It's like the concrete is painted and it has a different sheen to it and everything. It's insane. Whoa. I picked the visuals apart for this game, like the first hour I played. I just watched replays and just went back in over and over and just looked at different things on the cars. The only thing is since it is hardcore simulation and they, you know, have pretty cars, they don't have like one-to-one damage modeling on these things. Gran Mm -hmm. Turismo has never had that though. This, this is a simulation driver. It's not a like, Hey, you know, let's go into a, a demo derby. You know, it's not like that. Sure. Sure. So it will, it will scuff the car up. I did go out and fuck a car up a couple times. Cause I wanted to see what would happen. Yeah. And I mean, it, it scuffs the paint and it puts dents and dings and things like that, but it does not do anything that would be considered realistic. So the damage is not simulated. Let's put it that way, but everything okay. else in the game is, and yes, hands down, it, unless Forza seven comes out and does something magical, this hands down the best, I mean, any video game, like nothing can beat how good this video game looks. Nothing. Damn. Yeah, it's fantastic. It's a hell of a compliment because everyone yeah. lost their shit over Forza. Yeah, yeah. And Horizon Including looks great. Us. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. Horizon's amazing. And then when they put out, you know, the, the motorsport, I'm sure it's going to look fantastic too. Um, so we're, we'll see what happens. I mean, I, I love racing games and this will be my first year that I can hopefully with Forza comes out this year, but we'll see um, that I can kind of one-to-one compare the two because GT seven, it blew my skirt up. I wanted it. And then, you know, I got lucky with a friend here, but I was buying this game either way. I mean, I already, I already made the tweets about it. I'm like, this is mine, you know? <laughs> yeah. And yeah, I'm definitely going to be playing Forza cause I'm a game pass subscriber. So why the hell not? But, hell uh, yeah, man. I, I'm going to compare these for sure on an episode and, and just have a great time doing that. Cause I'm, I'm pretty excited. It is fantastic. So um, the, the crap part of the news, and we'll, we'll get to this real quick on the news. I just add, I added this last minute, so it's not on the dock. But there's a big like hubbub going on with the microtransactions in Gran Turismo 7. And okay. I maybe I don't know all of it or something, but you know, people are calling it egregious and that they're hiding things and all this kind of stuff. It's like they're basically nobody's happy that the fact that stuff costs so much in the game with either physical money or the money you earn in the game. Oh, the in-game currency. Not happy with it. And I, I kind of get it, but at the same time, I really, it doesn't bother me. Like, I mean, the game is there. I can do everything I want in the game. 
And I can go in and edit the cars and do things to the cars to a, a limit. And if I want, I can just go grind it out. Just like everybody's talking about everything else, you know, go grind yeah. the Elden Ring until you're level 75 to beat a guy. Nobody's complaining about that. But I feel like if people would complain if they said, okay, you want to be a level 75 character in Elden Ring, well, it's going to cost you $10 up front or you got to go play it for 60 yeah. hours. Yeah, I, I think that's what's happening here with the Gran Turismo deal. Um, like I said, I don't have every bit of news on this or anything, but everybody is kind of got their panties in a bunch that... Sony's hiding things and that they're not, you know, telling everybody the truth or, and I'm like, I don't get it. Like it's expensive. You don't like that. It's expensive. You don't like that. There's microtransactions to buy cars that aren't in the game. That's in anything like that. That's what microtransactions are. Like sure. I'm, I'm an hour. I'm about two hours that I have tracked so far in GT seven. And it's worth 70 bucks to me, 60, 70 bucks to me. It's worth it. You can tell they put the effort into it. It looks phenomenal. It plays great. And it's interesting. Like, I mean, it's just overall, it's going to be amazing. And I feel like it is. I mean, best looking game I've ever played. So, I mean, clearly that, that means something to me, but I, I guess I just don't quite understand why everybody's so upset in particular about the microtransactions in this game. Is it as egregious as Halo's microtransactions? Is it $20 for a pineapple bad? Not from what I can find out. I have not even bothered to go to microtransactions because I don't care. I'm not I'm not going to do that. I'm going to play the game the yeah, way they are. Valid. Yeah. You know, but like I'm looking it up here as we talk a little bit and it looks like they're saying here that in and they're comparing this to GT Sport it seems like um, so the cars that could be bought on their own maxed out at $4.99. And it says by comparison, um, GT7 only lets players buy an in-game currency that can then be traded for cars. It says, for instance, if you wanted to buy a car in Gran Turismo 7 that costs $3 million credit, you'd have to drop roughly $40 in game into the game by purchasing $2 million credits and then in, at that retail of $19.99 each. So essentially, you're going to spend $40 to get your car. That's what they're saying. That is pricey. So yeah, $40 all I for a car is very expensive. Do not disagree with that. But you don't have to. I know it sucks, but this is, this is reading this, this is equal to how ridiculous it was for Halo. No doubt. Gotcha. No doubt. I mean, yeah, $10 for a pineapple, I believe it was, is absolutely <laughs> spot on yeah. correct. It was something silly like that. Yeah. Yeah. So I don't see I mean, them hiding anything though. I don't know what everybody's talking about with them hiding stuff. I mean, I've been reading just like blurbs here and there about like sure. Sony's Sony's doing this on purpose and you know, everything, but it's like, okay. It doesn't seem like that to me. Now. I mean, I think maybe a difference between what Halo has done and what uh, Gran Turismo is doing is that Halo is aesthetics is it outrageously expensive small aesthetics absolutely but it seems like gran turismo is uh putting like playable content behind expensive paywalls in the form of like other cars which is like you know most of the game so i i want kind of want to know on that difference a little bit to where it's not just aesthetic choices like if it, they were hiding or putting like crazy wraps or like wheels or something behind mm -hmm. a paywall that's that stuff that kind of stuff doesn't really bother me i'm not sure this bothers me too terribly much because uh, especially since there's in-game currency you can earn it is eventually achievable 
but there that's is, exactly what it says. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but there, there is a gameplay, like an actual gameplay element in there that, that's behind a bit of a paywall, and that is kind of a bummer. Possibly, it it does not even talk about that, and I haven't haven't you know been that far in the game yet. But I mean, it, it states that it would just take hours to do so in game versus spending real money. That is no different than a mobile game, in my opinion. Like it sucks. Yeah. Yes, it does suck. It sucks. It's expensive. But at the same time, it's like if you really want something, just go do it. You know what I don't like about Forza Horizon? I don't like the fact that if I wanted a DeLorean, I had to do a, these so many, you know, certain daily challenges and then so many certain weekly challenges and in-game challenges that took took me out of the gameplay experience. I didn't want to do those things. I just wanted right, the car. Right. So let me race to the point where I can get the stuff and then I can unlock That's fair. it. Yeah, so I it's, mean, it's not similar, but it's just one cost money yeah. and one only cost time, similar but forced input. you to play differently. Yeah. It's similar. So anyway, that that's kind of my little bit of gist on that. I, I don't think it's egregious and all this other stuff that everybody's saying. It's like unforgivable. And, you know, it's like, that's just business now. Like, I don't think it's going anywhere and it's not like they're robbing you. You know, they're not like taking away the game and forcing you to do this. It's just play sure. the game. I, I, I know for a fact, I know guys that put hundreds of hours in Gran Turismo hundreds over, you know, the last 20 years that I have played some of the genre, you know, not genres, but, you know, some of the generations of the game. And they weren't complaining then that it took 100 hours to unlock the, I can't remember what the one vehicle was, but it was like a GT, like 7AR5, some ridiculous car. <laughs> Uh And it was super fast. I mean, the thing went like 300 miles an hour. It's like, but they spent all that time on a PS2 unlocking it. And yeah, it's just stupid stuff like that. I guess that I, maybe I don't understand it. Yeah. I wonder if it would be a different reaction if they were labeled as unlockable cars versus like, Hey, you can pay to get here sooner. You know, Mm -hmm. because like unlockables and stuff for that kind of game is not, weird uh like super smash bros you have to play and do things to unlock certain characters you know and i know racing games in the past have had unlockable cars that way like through uh, gameplay or challenges or something like that mm-hmm. uh so i wondered if like if there wasn't the pay scale there like if people would be mad about it but because they're allowing you to pay to get there faster people just assume it's just it's a, just an un, uh, unavoidable paywall yeah, that's is probably a lot of assumption going on there, I would imagine, because I can't imagine all these people complaining about it have actually bought the game and played the game hundreds of hours. It's been out five days or something. So, <laughs> yeah. I mean, maybe if they played it every day, all day for the last five days, they'd hit over 100 hours. But um, so, yeah, anyway, I want to mention that before we get on the news and then we'll we'll get on to our news here uh, shortly. All right, well, we are going to get into some news now. The one I have down first is Grand Theft Auto V next-gen pricing has been announced. You know what? Maybe I am just super minority when it comes to stuff, but, I mean, clearly I don't have a huge problem with Gran Turismo and all these other things. Mm -hmm. Um, Neither one of us had a problem with Horizon having the $10 bump for a PS5 version versus a 4 Everybody's saying that Sony's crooks, you know, have all this kind of stuff going on. And you know what? I I don't care that Grand Theft Auto V is going to charge me for their next gen version of the game. <laughs> and to be honest with you, I think they're doing the right thing here 
in multiple different ways because if you pick it up on the Xbox and you already own it, you can get it for 50% off. So they're going to make the game uh, 20 bucks for those customers. And if you pick it up on the PS5 and you already own it, you're going to get it for 75% off. So it's essentially the same sort of thing that was going on with Horizon, right? Yeah, yeah. Especially for PlayStation, it's $10 to upgrade. Yeah, 10 bucks. Like, I don't think that's that big of a deal, um, especially if they include dual dual sense capabilities. You're getting a massive visual update. The game yeah. looks gorgeous from the screenshots I've seen. Uh, it's not a light upgrade. No, I it's not. Ten bucks is that all? All that you know? Egregious. Agreed. I do not either. And you you just said you know you're you're not getting a light upgrade. They are doing three different versions of performance for this game which is very cool most yeah. are only giving you two most games give you two a lot of them you only get one you know just depending as well so they're doing an option where they're going to have a hybrid version where you're going to be able to run a 60 frames per second at a upscaled 4k that's fantastic okay. yeah they're doing a strict performance one where you can run at 1080 60 frames per second and then they're doing another one where you can drop it to uh, 30 frames per second and get ray tracing fidelity and everything. Um, by the way, the ray tracing one also is in that hybrid model that they have there that they're doing. So oh, yeah. they're going to get ray tracing upscaled 4K with 60 frames per second. I'm your guy. That I'm Dude, I'm down for that. 60 frames per second is like so smooth. It's so much better than the, than the 30. Oh man! I mean, it makes it makes a difference. My question for you: So, when before next gen, would you have ever said that? I don't know that I would. <laughs> Honestly, I I do not know. Um, my laptop is still pretty decent, but I have not done a ton of PC gaming in in years since I really got back into console gaming. Um, I don't. I'm not sure. It just. But when you have it, it's noticeable. Yeah, it's very nice. Like when I uh, went back and I played uh, Horizon Zero Dawn when the uh, the visual update for it came out, I noticed myself making slightly better shots mm -hmm. because I had a, a smoother time period to do it. It just everything felt more fluid. Uh, so I, I 60 frames is the shit. It is. I think it's, it's worth it. I think it's totally worth it. I, I, I can say, honestly, I if it wasn't for next gen, I'd still be like, 30 frames is great. You know, I'm good with 30. Oh, I've, still lived, in that. I've yeah. lived in that world for how long, right? Right, right. <laughs> Our whole lives almost. <laughs> uh, but yeah, I, I am, I can't go back, man. Like I really, really can't. So I'm really, really thankful for these game studios and developers putting out these hybrids because I kind of want the best bang for my buck. Mm -hmm. And I'm totally cool with an upscaled 4K because that's what God of War did. That's what the Horizon Zero Dawn update did. I mean, they yep. all just, they do a checkerboard upgraded 4K uh, resolution and it looks phenomenal. So it's nothing to oh, slouch yeah. at. So I would have been, I've been a 30 frames per second guy. I won't go back. I have tried. I mentioned that on the show before. I did go to the Series <laughs> S when my, when my Halo was acting stupid and my Xbox Series X died on me. 
And I played on my son's Series S at 30. And I, it, uh, well, the T, his TV's 30. Let me just clarify that. Okay. It hurt my eyeballs. So, <laughs> and my brain a little bit. So I can't do it either, man. So, yep, yep. I, I can, I can own up to that one. Um, but I think it's great, man. 10 bucks for PS5. You're going to get the, the whole game. They're, that also includes GTA Online, which they're going to make a standalone version of now. So they're doing what oh, they did with Ghost okay. Legends. They're separating it off. You want to play cool. online only and you don't care about campaign, you got a thing out there. It's going to be 20 bucks if you don't pick it up at the beginning. If you pick it up on day one, and I think they're doing a three-month uh, gap. You have three months. It's free. Like, you, you don't pay for it. Oh, shit. Okay. Yeah. So you pick up the game, you get the GTA Online included. Uh, after that, it's a split deal. And they're mm. they're reflecting the price that way, too. Let's be honest here. Okay. They okay. are reflecting the game campaign, $39.99. And then, obviously, you want the online, it's going to be 20 bucks. That's a $60 title. That's how they're doing it. They're saying, hey, you know what? I've asked for this for a long time, honestly. It's been in conversations with good friends of mine. You and I have probably had this conversation where piecemeal me what I want. Like, give me the multiplayer as an option if I only want the multiplayer. Like, I would do that for a Call of Duty. I like the Call of Duty story, but I'm not a Call of Duty multiplayer fan. I like to play the stories. So give me piecemeal. Piecemeal it out. Give me a $30 story and a $30 campaign. You know, I'm good with that. So I like this this, uh, whole setup. I'm, I'm a big fan of it. And I'm I'm not going to complain about ten dollars or even twenty if you have an Xbox. I I don't know why they're different. I really don't. It's obviously some <laughs> exclusivity that Sony has yeah. probably said, "Hey, listen, do this." But you're saving more money and you're getting a DualSense functionality that you won't get on the Xbox. And yeah. I I'm a purveyor, and I've said this already on our show enough. If it's on a DualSense option, PlayStation Five, I'm going to pick it over the Xbox every single time. That DualSense so, is dope. It is. I mean, I've already spoken enough about what it does in GT7, man. I, I can't <laughs> wait to play some GTA and just see what it does there as well. I'm excited for it. Hell yeah. Uh, what do you got for some news, man? Yeah, nothing too crazy, except Blizzard's doing a mobile World of Warcraft game. Yeah, Potentially. I, I read up on this when I... <laughs> I'm like, but why? Like... Why? Before we really get into it, but <laughs> why? Like, if you remember a few years ago when the ever like undying meme of "Do you guys got phones?" <laughs> for the Diablo conference of BlizzCon, yeah, yeah, and everyone and everyone's dead silent. It was the most awkward thing I've ever seen in a presentation. And then now it's like a mobile Diablo, which it's whatever, I guess. Uh, Di- uh, Diablo Immortal looks okay. I'm not really a heavy mobile game player. Yeah. Uh, so even though I adore Diablo and it's one of, if not my longest playing fr- uh, franchise for me personally, I don't think I'll play Immortal because it looks like Diablo 3 Lite. And I, I've i had my fill of Diablo 3 as much as I loved it. Okay. But it was an overwhelmingly negative, negative reception for Diablo Immortal. Nobody wanted any part of it like and I think a lot of it, it was probably pretty heavily biased towards like, we have a big new Diablo project coming out. You guys are going to love it. You're going to be excited. Everyone's like, oh, Diablo four, let's go. And it was (laughs) not. And it was the opposite. And it was a huge disappointment. And I think coupled that with their audience probably really doesn't care about mobile gaming. So 
I, this one confuses me. This is a confusing choice. I know there's a lot of money out there in mobile games, and maybe that's what they're targeting. And I, I think I think in this article it mentions like maybe it'll pair with the new expansion coming out really soon too. And if it pairs with the new expansion, and it's got some integrations there, it's okay. That's better. That's better. And and I hope it does. But you know what I feel like this is, man. Like if I had to really put a reason on it, um, I would say that this is like the um, the intro drug to full wow like i mean what i mean oh by that is, it's you think like, it's a way to pull new players yeah man because i feel like okay if, if they right. can put like you just mentioned diablo light okay yeah that's not a bad idea for somebody who say and i always think this way and i'm sure all of our audience is like here we go with nick again but <laughs> i have a son so if i'm super into something that is more advanced than him but I can give him a version of what I want hmm. him to play later with me. Okay. I could give him this and be like, Hey man, this is going to give you the ropes, like show you what you need to do and get the skills built up. You're going to need in a casual way that then you can roll into this. You know, it's like a, it's like your entry drug, you know, that's the way I'm looking at it. And maybe it won't be, maybe it'll be like a, like a side app that you can do, which is, th this is what I read about is people help me out, man. Cause I don't play wow at all, but apparently either. Okay. So either, either one of us, I cannot tell you what this particular feature of the game is, but there's something that you can do in the games. That's just simplified more so than needing a whole mouse and keyboard. And it had something to do with like basically going into like caverns and like just doing smaller battles and things like this okay okay that's what people were talking about that this could be actually fulfilling a need of so if you're out and about you can still go in and grind and loot on the app on the phone and play this part of the game so then you okay. come home to your pc sit down and you've attained all this loot on your day out oh, or weekend out or whatever way cooler than what diablo immortal i think is going to be yeah agreed because you a, can a diablo immortal sounds yeah. like it wants to be diablo on a phone uh-huh yeah this, this <laughs> yeah. here most people okay. i mean this is all speculation that's the, but that's where the integration comes in and some wow players are like hardcore like people have been playing this game for almost a couple decades like i yeah. think it's going on like 17 18 years now and uh man people have been paying that subscription every month yeah and get married there can... you know <laughs> <laughs> yeah get married yeah. in wow it's true not wrong you're not wrong yeah so if it if it integrates with the game like that way cool that's that's actually pretty neat and if you're an an avid player and you know you're just on the go too much to really get your time you think out of it this helps you get get your like more your money's worth or yeah maybe it'll cost a little bit extra but maybe it's worth it so like now you can play on your lunch break and you can loot some things and now you can buff your character or you know you're or you have a regular party but you don't have the time to like level to whatever level cap it is now. Mm -hmm. But I know it takes an astronomical amount of time to get to max level. Uh, now you can slowly build another character over time and then join in. You're like, ah, oh, guys, I have this new support. Let's go. You know, instead of like, all right, we got to level Bob again, you know. Right. We can't do the stuff. We can't go to those ultra high rates for the good loot. Yeah. So, yeah. So maybe it'll work like that. I know a lot of the details are fuzzy at the moment because I don't think they've done any official reveals just yet, but I, I was a little confused, but I, I'm glad you kind of brought that perspective in because if it integrates like that, I think it's going to be a much better option. 
Yeah, I think so too. The only other thought I had had was thinking as a wow person, if I'd been playing for 20 years, you know, I'm super hardcore. I'm PC only. I probably own one console maybe or none, but I'm super hardcore. I'm super, super that side of the field. And Blizzard's like, you know what? We don't have anybody on the other side of the field on our team playing these games. Let's let's give them something they can play. And they kind of, they're kind of separating the two. They're like making two yeah. complete different games. And they have something that's kind of like I was saying earlier. It's just a, a tamer version of WoW, but still equals that entry drug where it's just like, hey, you know what? Here's a taste. And then that person who's, let's say, 10 right now, in 10 years is like playing full on wow and they're they're growing both communities i mean that's just yeah. kind of where i was thinking too we'll see it could be cool um i think it will be a hard sell if it's uh if it's money like if it costs money to play it on a mobile that's going to yeah. be real tough and so we'll see where it goes wow has always been a subscription service how it took off when it did because back in 2000 2005 was it when it launched uh, it's somewhere in the 2000s um is i thought people were insane for paying 15 bucks a month because back then even back then you could buy a game for 60 bucks and you'd have it forever i'm like this is stupid why would i pay 15 dollars a month for anything but subscription services are like all the rage now so now in retrospect it's not so dumb yeah <laughs> but, 2000, 2004 yeah. by the way Oof. yeah 15 bucks a month then but uh, yeah if it adds to the subscription like if it's also in like I don't know what wow costs now, but say if it's, you know, 20% higher, I, I think you're right. I think it's going to be a hard sell. I think if it yeah. comes out with the expansion, people pay for the expansion and you can use this as a part of that payment and it's included. Not so bad, but right. I think you're, you know, nail on the head there. Yeah. It's 15 bucks a month still. And it can be still holy yeah. shit. You can, you can buy it in a lump sum at six months at a time and get it for 13 bucks a month. So it's the cheapest you can do it from what I'm seeing. Okay. So yeah, you can get it down a little bit, but you really got to be a hardcore fan. But yeah, if they put it on mobile, they better have like, they better, they better do something like level cap it to where like you can play for free to like level 30 or 50 or however, you know, a good amount uh, of time is get you kind of hooked and then have you jump in. So yeah. Yeah. I mean, if they did something like that, I could see people attending it more. I mean, they could even go something like Genshin Impact and have a game like that. That is just, it's just completely free but has microtransactions built into it that they're going to make all their money off of there which we know mobile games kind of lean that way anyhow right yeah exactly pretty heavily all right well that is some news we're going to get on to the topic of the show let's talk some most anticipated games i am i am ready to talk about this here so there is one i forgot in our big one um that i should have brought up and i, I just want to talk about it um before we do that real quick, though, we're going to talk. The loud crowd had uh, at least uh, one pin tones. He's our he's our boy over there. He's he's helping keep the discord going. We like him yeah. a lot. He's awesome. Pretty active. It's pretty sweet. Yeah, we, we like the activeness. It's good stuff. Uh, he shot in his answer. What he was most anticipated for this uh, this coming year. And that is going to be the Lego Star Wars Skywalker saga. Okay, uh, that some bitch has nine games in it. It's all nine movies. Holy so, shit. And they're doing. Uh, <laughs> They're doing DLC for Rogue One and The Mandalorian, which is badass. So props to those guys to keep it even going further. Yeah, that's awesome. All right. Uh, All right. Yeah, he's been a fan since uh, PS2 when he played the originals. So he's ready to go back in and, and dive in again. So he is the customer, it sounds like, for these yeah. guys. 
which is very enjoy cool. that nostalgia, sir. Yeah, absolutely. Have a good time with that. Uh, definitely love to hear what you think about it at the time. That's not one I'm sure I'll play. I wish my kids were more into Star Wars, but they're not. But that's okay. All right. Well, we're going to get into our picks. Uh, thanks again, One Pin Tones, for uh, tuning in and saying, hey, we appreciate that. Um, so, you know what, Josh? I'm, I'm just going to start with mine because I'm pretty fucking excited because I Go can't believe it. I forgot this game, dude. Um, Hogwarts Legacy, man. Like the the Harry Potter saga is continuing without Harry and the gang. You're just kind of going back and oh, thank God long ass it. time. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I mean, I love the movies. I love the whole the whole world. I've been to the the theme park a few times. We've enjoyed ourselves every time. But w- this is actually a series of movies that my whole family likes, and we do sit down and watch it almost yearly. Like I would say. Okay. I can I can honestly say, yeah, 2019. I don't know about 2021. That was kind of a crazy year. But 2019 to 2020, we watched all of them because 2019 was the first year where my son had watched them all. My daughter kind of watched a little bit, obviously, but she was younger. And mm-hmm. last, no, we skipped 2020. And then it was 2021. We watched them all. So my daughter could see them all. So she's seen them all as well. So I've, I've definitely been keeping up with uh, the Harry Potter in the family and with watching of the movies. We do love them around here, but I forgot about this game and the sheer fact that it has so much potential is pretty cool. And it has me really excited because I love the world of Harry Potter o- overall, but what I love the idea of is being able to just be somebody completely new in the world and have an a whole new world around me too, because it's all takes place far long ago. And it's supposed to be an open world RPG, you know, that type of gameplay elements going on. And we've been talking a lot about horizon and, you know, several other games as well. And we do talk RPGs on here quite a bit, at least action RPGs are kind of our thing. (laughs) Yeah. But you know, they, they have, uh, they have skill trees in horizon mm. now right oh love it i love me a skill tree fantastic man i, oh, I absolutely so good so good i can only imagine with as many spells and abilities you can do with a harry potter game and the variations of being either a you know being either you know evil or good i mean you have the option you can you can be a death okay. eater or you, I want that to be an option, man. That would be badass. They haven't That'd talked a lot about yeah. this. It's just, they're keeping everything on under wraps. And I was honestly, I was really hoping to hear some about this on the state of play today because there was rumors that more details were going to be coming as soon as this week. So maybe even after we record this, we might get a little bit of information as well to kind of hype me up a little bit more. Yeah, let's hope. But man, I think a Harry Potter game with skill trees, open action RPG elements, four different houses that you can have in the Harry Potter worlds. Cause you're going to have the Hufflepuffs, the Ravenclaws, the Slytherins, and then you'll have, you know, the big dogs or the Gryffindors. Yeah. So it's, it's, t- it's just, it's just full. It's just right with all of this. You know what I mean? Like <laughs> yeah. it has all of the elements there. So it, it, at the same time, I am a little worried that they'll stumble on something and it won't put something together. Right. Or, you know, they'll rush something. Mm. Now they have delayed it twice. So that's a good sign to where, it you know, is. they're, they're yeah. putting the right thing into it. But I, I just can't think of a better, like licensed, you know, 
I don't know, brand, I guess. I mean, I mean, Harry Potter's sort of a brand now, but I, I just can't think of a better licensed it, yeah. thing to put into a world like this. It seems so fitting. Um, only thing better would make any sort of co-op or multiplayer, you know, if they could. Right. And it looks like WB is going to publish it and they publish Shadow of Mordor, which is another parallel, like huge yeah. franchise game. So honestly, like, I'm not a big Harry Potter Harry Potter guy. If I saw this during State of Play, I would probably just fast forward through it because <laughs> just zero interest. This doesn't really appeal to me. Uh, but WP's got my attention a little because they Shadow of Mordor was dope. It is Hell yeah. Uh, Shadow of War is very cool. I I still need to go back to it. That's a yeah. hefty hefty game to get distracted with. It's very easily to get sidetracked with building your own orc army. Uh, also very fun, very cool. Um so I think if anyone's going to like do it and do it like more like realism and grittier and stuff, uh, WB is kind of a good place to be. Yeah, absolutely. And, and I mean, I think they're going to have, you know, all of the, the people in place that can make it there because yeah, what you're saying about shadow of Mordor and shadow of war is they know what they're doing, you know, when it comes to making a title based off, I mean, based off of Lord of the Rings. So, I mean, we're just going into sort of a, a little younger version of that, you know, with mm-hmm. more, more magic. Lord of the Rings had less magic in it than uh, Harry Potter for sure. But man, it's just, I can't believe I missed this on the last episode when we did our most anticipated <laughs> for 2022. But the more I got to thinking about it, it's just there's, and I'm going to keep repeating it, but the fact that there's so many different things that you could do in this, it's just so ready to be an RPG video game because of all the choices you can make, even in the movies and stuff, which if, if you're not familiar or people are listening, I mean, like, you know, Harry had the ability to be good or evil. Like there was a big thing about that in the books and the movies, you know, whether he was actually a good or bad guy, you know, what's going on and, and, you know, certain teachers and you know he was good at certain spells versus others like he was bad at others and you know ron was good at spells that harry wasn't good at and hermione was good at stuff that you know and and you know what she wasn't great at everything there were things that harry could do that she couldn't do as good you know with potions and things like that i mean that's great it's so much i mean there's potions there's spells there's you know all the the flying on the broomsticks and stuff that could get pretty cool i think because there's some pretty hectic moments in the movies and stuff where that happens too yeah so there's just so much out there in this world that they could just give to us to have fun with. And I, I would love it if they just kind of gave us a little bit at the beginning and then just continued to grow the game. Like a lot of games are doing this. Like I don't want to do a games as a service. Like we've talked about on the show enough, but to do something where they give us, you know, the four houses and we start off in that area. And then all of a sudden now, like we can go l- a year from now after we've been in the game for a while and we're playing sure. through yeah. a castle. Now we can move into another land, you know, because there were schools that visited, you know, Hogwarts right. as well. So you could go to another school and be part of that school or grow your teacher, grow your character into a teacher and be a teacher and, you know, that kind of stuff. I think that would be amazing. Um, there's just so much potential here in this, in this particular game that it was just hard for me not to choose it because I think it could build a franchise of games as well. No doubt. You could. As long as they go, they don't try to be the movies. Have don't to do, do what you... Shadow Mordor did. It series did. And just be its own thing. You Yes, it is in the Lord of the Rings universe. 
but that's the only commonality. I mean, it's a pretty big one, but had zero ties to what you know all you know the hops doing with the ring or anything else. It's got to be exactly that. I don't want to hear unless it's like in the future and Harry Potter is now like a, a legend, a figurehead, um, somebody who used to be here or someone famous there. That's you know that's where the connection needs to stop. Yeah, this one don't takes place even, even before Harry was born, so this is a, a prequel. Yeah. So this will oh, be great. Even better. Yes. Yeah. No, ch- no chance of him showing up. <laughs> okay. I'm going to say maybe he could be a teacher, a professor. That might be pretty cool, but that's, this is even better. Yeah. Yeah. And I mean, Lord of the Rings, they did have like a little bit of Gollum rollover that happened. So you, you had Gollum as kind of the constant through everything. That was true, it. True. Yeah, they, they did have a couple things that did tie it together more than just the title of it. But Nothing crazy, nothing where you were like, no, your brain's no. always thinking of Frodo and Sam and the ring, you know, it's just totally, right, you know, right. oh, okay, you know, I'm in this world. That's where I want to live. That's where I want to play. That's where I want to be. And th- this would, this would be one for me that I would absolutely love if they, if they had a multiplayer, that'd be the last thing I really hope that they did. Even just an online co-op where if it was, you know, console to console or something, um, sure. I think that'd be really fun or something else, man, that I thought of that I think would be badass is if they had duels okay and duels get made fun of a lot in the harry potter but it, they gotta dude, have it dude if they, they could have duels to. yeah if PvP, me and you can duel yeah. each other yeah pvp a duel like you know three wizards on three on three wizards you know like a destiny vibe or something because you know there were always three with you know oh, Ron yeah. and hermione and if they did three versus three sort of stuff going on or even if you could you know do be pve and go in together as a team of three co-op you know students through the world and and that kind of deal but i a wand duels would be so fun as just kind of a side shoot type of game in this yeah like extras like you can you can learn their spell that they're trying to like actively kill you with you know yeah. if, you, if you beat them and stuff uh that would be dope that would be hella fun yeah you could have like better loadouts or something to where your loadout is good against somebody with this certain ability and then you could learn your opponent's you know loadout as you're playing and you know what to take them on with and make you know either longer or better you know battles or fights or something like that would be really neat as well but i'm really really pumped for this uh rpg elements and stuff that the horizon with all of the skill trees really really relates into something like this for me in my mind because you can have a potion skill tree and you can have you know your wand you know spells skill tree and you can have like your physical and your flying and your teaching and like you could have all this you know your books your reading your knowledge whatever yeah it could get it could get like real witchery uh pretty quick and that would be pretty pretty awesome hell yeah it's not like any sort of copycat thing like it'd be awesome if they took that open world approach i would love that man that that would be i didn't think of the witcher because i mean the witcher is so far the other direction of harry potter <laughs> i mean <laughs> it's magic it's, light versus magic dominant yeah, yeah yeah absolutely as far as far as content goes to you know the witcher is real heavy mature but uh you know yeah uh that fits perfectly that would be an amazing thing um I, I just know that the CG trailer that they put out of this thing drew me in. I watched it a few more times before, you know, deciding on what I wanted to go for my most anticipated. And I was like, damn, this, this still gets me pumped. <laughs> yeah. Man, so that, that that's that's cool. That's yeah. gotta be mine. I think I went with a little bit of kind of a different one. Obviously I took another look at tunic and, oh, okay. and that game looks for one. That little Fox guy is cute as shit. <laughs> uh, but <laughs> 
It, I, I watched a, a gameplay trailer and it just looks like the most relaxing little Zelda you've ever seen. Like that's that's the kind of game like we were talking earlier. Like when I get my ass kicked in Elden Ring, I'll, I'll go play Tunic. Yeah. You know? Like the, the music is really good. It's got like a really like minimalistic like sound design. So and everything, all the sounds uh, are really nice. Uh, the art style is really good. It seems like like uh, the areas have a good layout to them. Um, and it seems like it's going to have a pretty good progression. Uh, you start with a stick. All that. You yep. stuff <laughs> up, and then eventually make your way to your sword. And I assume make your way to your shield or whatever abilities. But it starts you off with a dodge. And some some places you can go. Some you can't. Some you can come back to once you've learned, learned that you can, you've unlocked that area. So it's got kind of like a real Metroid kind of thing going on with that. It just seems like a real relaxing kind of game. Uh, it with the dodge seemed quick enough that you know some stuff is coming. Otherwise, I wouldn't give you that faster reaction times. Yeah. Um, the, the enemies on screen look pretty good. The art style is real solid, really consistent throughout. And yeah, man, just a cute little Zelda game that just seems like it's just going to be a nice time. Doesn't seem it's going to be overly punishing. Uh, obviously, some heavy, heavy influences from Zelda. It's got a very, it's got a real like Zelda and one and two Link art style kind of vibe to him. Yeah, yeah. Which is also very cool, very nostalgic for me too. Um, even though those games predate me. Um, but yeah, man, it looks really nice, like really relaxing. It doesn't seem like anything overly complicated. It, it won't be near to the <laughs> scale of Hogwarts Legacy. Um, oh, no, this is very simplistic. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I'm like, it's been a minute since I've gotten kind of excited about an indie game. And I'm like, I was, I was watching it and like, man, this music is just it's just nice. Like, you're not in a hurry. You're just going around. You're, you're looking where you need to be. You're fighting stuff as, as needed. And it seems like a uh, neat little puzzler, too. Yeah, and I didn't watch the whole eight minute demo. I did see uh, I watched, you know, two or three minutes of it, but it didn't seem like there was a lot of like change to the overall feel of the game, which I kind of expected there would be something different, like musical wise or something when Hmm. you get into a battle or something like that. It still seemed like really chill music, even when you were in a battle. Maybe I missed it and it came later or something, but that checks out. Yeah. It was still just kind of like, eh, yeah, I'm just going to fight this thing and just kind of chill out. I mean, yeah, it, and- it still looks challenging, um, but uh, yeah, I just thought, oh man, I figured I'd uh, ramp it up a little bit and give you a different tune or something, but it just kind of kept that same overall feel the whole time. It, and it might when you get to like a boss and I'm sure there'll be other environments. Um, I hope it does, honestly. Yeah. Because I'm like, you know what? I, I think it could use that probably. That'd be too much of a disconnect. If it didn't have different music for a boss, then that I feel like that's a that's a misstep and an oversight. Right. <laughs> and this is getting a lot of props. So and then it's coming out in like a week. So uh, I think the week that this would air, uh, I think it's releasing. So it, you don't have to anticipate for too long. <laughs> <laughs> I guess I didn't realize it was that soon. I knew it was soon. I didn't realize mm-hmm. it was that soon. Um, Damn, I still got other shit to play. <laughs> so I'll be <laughs> anticipating for a little bit longer than it's out. Right, right. That's okay. I'll give you a good chance to see uh, how it overall is uh, is taken. I-, I think it'll be taken well, though. I really do. It, it looks pretty polished from that demo. So I-, I have I have some pretty good hopes for it. Um. Okay. Well, if that is it for our anticipated stuff, that might be yeah, the end sadly, of the show. Forspoken. <laughs> Got delayed. 
Yeah, still this sad. year though, at least. But yeah, like like you said earlier, like there's too much shit to play right now. <laughs> like like you said, one of my more anticipated games is coming out in a week. <laughs> you know, right? So they're just both a blessing and a curse. A little sad it's delayed, but also like, oof, that bullet dodged. I don't have to feel like I have to play it right now. Yeah, absolutely. And as good as that game looks, it'd be an, it'd be another one that I would just buy and be like, you know what? It's gonna stay here. I'm gonna own it. I'm just gonna have it. Pick it up mm-hmm. when I want, but um, yeah, Forspoken is going to be a, a really good game. I'm excited for that one as well. Uh, full confidence is going to be great. Yeah, I, I don't have too too much of a swaying on that one. I'm pretty stood fast. That's going to be a good game <laughs> that I'm already going to keep my you. 60 bucks back for, <laughs> or 60, <laughs> maybe it's 70. I think that one might be a PS5 exclusive. I can't remember 100%, but um, yeah, it looks, looks awesome. And by the way, I do have to mention, and we're talking for spoken in that trailer that I was talking about where they finally showed some more gameplay here earlier at state of play. The hair was amazing. So I, I, I feel so much better that they can eventually get the hair right because I'm still not happy with Aloy's hair in, in forbidden West. It's just too wonky. It does weird shit. Um, I, yeah, I literally, the, the hair physics are a little weird. It is weird. Yeah. It is weird. Um, I did have, I got to say something real quick where we're on the, on the topic of video game hair. Um, <laughs> so I was playing horizon just yesterday and I made it to a point in the map where I had to like talk, uh, it was at your base. So I went to my base and I found something and she stands and talks to herself. Right. Mm-hmm. And she kind of has her hands up at her mouth and she's kind of, you know, talking about, you know, what this thing is and what it's meant and tells a little story about it. And she looks just great. Like, I mean, looks awesome. And as soon as she took her hands away from her mouth, you just saw her hair all of a sudden start animating again. Like it was like when she was talking, like they had a command that said, don't let the hair move. So she was like, she was like a a plastic doll. Like her hair was literally stuck completely stiff and straight. And then her hands just came down away from her face from when she was, you know, done talking and, you know, emoting and stuff. And her hair started kind of moving around again. And I'm like, that's not natural. It was better when she was not, her hair wasn't moving with her hands (laughs) up to her face because if I'm standing still, my hair is not going to be moving in an indoor building. So it was like, there's something weird there. I'm hoping they're fixing it. I know it's a buggy. It's not a buggy mess. People have been calling it a buggy mess. It's it's just got bugs in it. And none of them have. Yeah. And it's, and there's some weird shit that I found that I have saved, but nothing's crazy. I've had, I've had a couple glitchy things happen, but I mean, occasionally her hair does weird things it's not even that consistent most of the time it's like 95 percent of the time it's fine but all of a sudden like she looks in another direction and it, like spazzes out like a yeah flew a bunch of wet noodles at the wall and and just relaxes again I'm like that's weird but whatever yeah but it's not all the time it, it's far from all the time oh it's not all the time i'm gonna act like it is all the time but <laughs> <laughs> you know uh but the 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 girl in forspoken her hair is straight and Aloy's hair is more curly and crimped up and stuff, uh, you know, mm-hmm. with her style or whatever. But I was blown away because I think straight hair is harder to animate and make look right. And they made it look great. So I was there was actually some scenes where it showed her like jumping through the air. And it was her hair is not by any means short, 
but it was like flowing in the right directions. And this was all in game stuff they were showing going on. It wasn't cutscenes or CG trailers. So I was, I was happy with the way this game looks. I'm, I'm Frey Holland is, is the character's name in, um, in Forspoken. And I think she's going to be a new fan favorite of mine. She's, she's very cool. And she, she looks dope. She can move too, man. I'm pretty excited just to play that character. <laughs> She's Hell got yeah. some cool moves. <laughs> yeah, I can't wait. Can't wait to finally watch that state of play and, and see that trailer. Yeah, yeah. You have to let us know. Uh, post up on the Discord or something. What you think about it? Because we can get talking about that sometime. Hell yeah. Good stuff. All right. Well, I think that is going to be it for this episode. Uh, you got anything else, Josh? Oh, man. I think we got it. Hell yeah. Good stuff. Well, don't forget to join us next week where we'll be talking about what's our favorite handheld systems. And I think we're going to throw a little bit in there about review bombing video games because that's been happening quite often. I'd kind of like to talk about that and uh, have kind of a subtopic on top of our favorite handhelds. That's it for this episode. My name's Nick and that's Josh over there. Until next time, game on. Volume up. And stay loud. And we want to say thank you to all of our Patreon supporters out there. Caleb Lynch, Brian Coger, and SirsFurniture.com. All you guys are awesome. We appreciate all your support. Yeah, guys, and keep that volume up.